Hello and welcome back to the RevOps Show. If you've done any sort of build out for a client, you'll know there's a whole process for checking to make sure things are running how they should be. Is the plumbing correct? The good old UAT and QAT. Doug and Jess get into what exactly needs to happen during both tests, who should be performing them, and where people tend to turn this testing into just using. It's an upbeat and very exciting episode, so let's get started. Jess. Doug. For those of you not listening, this was actually take two for our opening. We had gone through a whole Jess always seemed surprised that this is how we start the show. So she was clearly ready this time. <laughs> Very Jess. much. It is Friday afternoon. It is it is a Friday. It is it is Friday afternoon. It's as Friday afternoon as as you can get. Um it feels like I I know this is not gonna be like to to listeners, this is just um their gap was a few weeks ago, but it feels like it's been forever since we talked RevOps show. It 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 does. It does. It's been it's been crazy. We had was, we had an inbound. We had in there. an inbound. We had an inbound. And so this this whole episode's gonna be totally out of whack because we had the inbound episode post um while we yep. were at inbound. Yep. And then I think there's three episodes or something that are going to go up before you. So like, it's, yeah. I mean, some of them already gone up because someone kept canceling these. I'm not going to say who. I don't know who that person was. Um, There, there you heard. There's their guest guest star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Jess, I have some very good news for you. Um, I was actually talking to a candidate today. She said she's been binging the, uh, the, the RevOps show. Yeah. Um, said she's a big fan. I I told her we're we're super excited about that because that means we've got two now. We've got your mom. Yep. And her. So <laughs> my mom on her so 999 devices. Um as yep. a candidate. <laughs> yep. 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 So um so yeah, so a lot of lot, lot of excitement there. Um what was your favorite thing about inbound, Jess? Oh my God. Well, so I don't, I think this one seemed crazier and I don't know if it's just because it's been so long since we've been back. Um, you know, I, I think my favorite thing was getting to meet the, t- the team in person. We had a, we had a lot of the team that we hadn't met before there and, and getting to kind of see everybody live and in person and get to know their personalities a little bit better. and and. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. What about you? My favorite moment, my favorite part was staying up till 3.30 in the morning to make sure that you had company before you had to. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I blocked out the fact I didn't go to sleep on Thursday night. (laughs) Um, And I recall, I can't remember if that came up on on the RevOps show where it was, but I know that I brought it up to you and you're like, that ain't happening. I'm going to bed early. And if you recall, I my response to you was challenge accepted. That was that was your response. You won. I did. Congratulations. Win. I won. I won conclusively. But you conclusively. were also exhausted. See, you paid for that as well because you were also exhausted. You probably weren't as exhausted as I was, but you were also exhausted. Well, See, I don't know that that's true because you were exhausted. You had to stumble through an airport, get on a plane, um, 
be disoriented on the flight. You got home, et cetera. I had to, um, I had to go to two meetings. Oh, I forgot you had meetings on Friday. <laughs> I had to go um, work the floor. Then I went to lunch with a group of people. Then I had to come back. Then I had to get to the hotel, pull everything out before the whole Obama crowd and 12,000 yeah. people went running to uh, find their thing. So yeah, I, was, um, I wasn't sure that I was going to actually make it to the North one. was not 100% sure. It was, uh, it was fascinating. No, so, you know, my, 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 my favorite part, I mean, I, a, I agree with you. It was, I'm trying to figure out where the time went. Um, right. Same. But it, it was, it was nonstop. I do think that some of it is, we just like, it's been so long since you've had to manage that type of um, mind space, if you will. But, but my favorite part was, and it actually has been pretty consistent. It's, um, you know, there, there's an old saying that says, uh, nothing good ever happens after midnight. There is, there is a thing. And, yep. and, and I've learned the exception. Nothing good happens after midnight unless it's in the Western lobby during the week of inbound. That's when all the best things happen. That is when all the best things happen. Actually, they begin to happen around 1130. That's what I noticed. About 1130, that's when um, the good stuff happens. And that's because, you know, as they say, the extra mile has less company. Right. And that's where, you know, yeah. 1130 is when, you know, and by the way, here's the question we brought, we brought our new team there. Young, young group, a lot of youngins, a lot of youngins. How did the oldest person on our team outlast everybody? So, so to be fair, <laughs> I technically outlasted you on Thursday because I didn't go to sleep, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Except you didn't do anything on Friday. So. I didn't, I did not. Okay, so, fine. Fair. Okay. Now, now you, I, I, so I'll say, how come the oldest two people? Right. right? Exactly. Right. Um, so anyways, enough about inbound. What is, uh, what are we talking about today, Jess? So I, I have what has been a hot button topic for us over the past few weeks because we've had several launches that we've been managing and so what I want to talk today about is UAT and UAT of a new system. And I think those two terms get used interchangeably frequently. So I, I want to talk about kind of the, the best way to manage that, the where, where people go wrong and, and kind of share some of our learnings that we've had going through these couple of launches we've gone through. We've only, we've only launched a couple? Several. <laughs> All year. Um, so <clears throat> I know one of your questions was, what is the difference between a UAT, between UAT and QAT? Yeah. And I think that's rather obvious. One has a U. There it is. And the other there has it is, a Q. Folks. This is, this is what we get for recording on I was, Friday. I was told, by the way, actually, I've had a couple people. I had a, you know what? We have more than two fans because I'm just remembering now. We had a few people at Inbound that came up. And you're, like, oh, well, if you recall, you're the famous one. Someone well, I'm kept, the famous one, from, but that was HubSpot Academy, HubSpot, too. HubSpot right, Academy. Yeah, yeah. We had two we had people walk up to Doug and tell him that he's the famous one. I immediately so, told them to stop. Um, so I, 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 so I, I, I was told today by the candidate that she really likes our banner. Okay. Um, I was told, um, we were told by a couple people at Inbound that they like our banter. 
Um, and and uh, someone actually commented on one of our episodes on LinkedIn that he's pretty certain that um, I only say these things to get under your skin. And my response was, I can't say that's wrong. That's a very accurate statement. I'm very aware of that. And, and I didn't realize until I said it, did you know that you and Q rhyme? They do. They do. You can't do Q without you. Alrighty. Um, yep, in we're... fairness, mm -hmm. when we talk about UAT, QAT, um, I, we, we, we need to acknowledge up front that we are not, this is not the um, typical standard where UAT, QAT necessarily comes from. So, so you know, to okay, some degree, there, there, there is our bet. Because, you know, U, UAT is a, um, more than anything else, is a software development um, right piece and 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 you know what i think that we used to look at uat and qat i think we used to look at them i mean you said people confuse the two. Oh, we used I to look at them in the I same think, thing yeah i think they i were, think we used to we used of, the term interchangeably and it meant the same thing to us whether we were using uat or qat, QAT. yes that wasn't um, throwing shade we we did that too so i'm, I'm gonna I, this won't surprise you i got a bunch of parallel, somewhat conflicting, somewhat complimentary thoughts on this. Okay. Um, you know, at, 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 at its simplest level, you know, QAT is quality assurance testing. UAT is user acceptance testing. Mm -hmm. um, so, so QAT is done internally from our perspective. UAT is right. done externally. So we do our, we do the QAT when we're doing it, it's QAT. When the customer client user is doing it, it's UAT. And for, for us, I think the, to just highlight further the difference of that, QAT is, is us checking is the system working the way we expected based on the build. UAT would be having a user go in and, and go through the way they would use it and, and kind of try to break it is how I usually instruct them. Yeah, I, I think though, um, so I would actually, I think differently. Um, okay. So I think UAT is a subset of QAT. So I would say UAT is the user testing it um, for acceptance based upon the intent of the build. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. QAT is 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 more than that. It's so so UAT to me, um, especially if you're talking about you know a major CRM, like a major shift, like a major upgrade in what you're doing or um, a migration, um, that that should be based on on defined user stories, defined scenarios. Yeah. Um, use cases, I'm sorry, user use, use cases, scenarios. And, 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 and the reason is, um, you know, we joke around and we say the goal at UAT, what we want you to do is we want you to go in and break shit. Yep. The, 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 the danger is when you're talking, especially about a um, something like a CRM implementation, marketing automation implementation, et cetera, um, if I want to find something that doesn't work, I can find something that doesn't work. Oh, yeah. 100%. I can find a scenario, well, it doesn't do this. Okay, well, how often does that happen? Well, it's never happened. Okay, great. Right. And, and, and one of the places as a provider where I think UAT goes wrong and, and it ends up hurting the user too is – you know, done improperly, it, it leads to the single biggest and most common 
um, fail point in any project, and that is when you move into the infinite project. Um, yep. And 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 so, you know, you user acceptance testing is not generating iterations. And it's easy to generate iterations. User acceptance testing is, does this do what it was specified to do? Yep. Right. Because if it doesn't do something and it wasn't specified, then then you might you might make an argument that whoever was responsible for specifying screwed up. Right. Right. And and you or you might argue otherwise, but but you're you know, every time you improve a system, every time you improve software, I, I, I joke about this all the time. I said, you know, if, if I told you I've got the greatest piece of software, everyone loves it, but by the way, it's so good, we're not supporting it anymore. Right. Would you buy it? No, you wouldn't buy it, right? Because yeah, right. software has to be, it's always. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, that, that, that's where UAT, that's where user acceptance testing, from my perspective, at least goes wrong. UAT is thinking about, okay, was this done right? E even though it might not be technically a part of what that right. use case was. So, um, you know, when you're setting up, you know, email structures or underlying, you know, so, so there's, you know, it, it like for me, it's, you know, do, does this meet the specifications? Do, do, when, if you go into an instance that we build, mm -hmm. uh, does it meet our standards? Right. Um, our standards as a whole should be higher than, than the UAT sure. standard. So we should be thinking about things beyond right. just, um, you know, just, just the defined use cases. Yeah. And I think one place too on the, on the user acceptance testing, and I, I think you were kind of alluding to some of this is the other place where I think that goes wrong is around when, when people start testing edge cases or, the exceptions. We don't build to the to the edge case. We don't build to the exceptions. We build to the role. And so I think that's the place too where like like you said, it's dangerous to say go in and break it because okay, well now I'm just gonna test all of these one-offs that occasionally or rare rarely happen and 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 now now we're like making adjustments to that versus making adjustments to what in what the what the usual MO is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So the next thing I want to dig into is kind of who, sh who should be doing the, the UAT and the QAT. So we talked about, we do the, we do the QAT because we, so we're the ones who set up the instance built, built it. Who should be doing the UAT? Well, the user. To so the end user. So if it's the sales, if it's sales, it should be sales reps. If it's a marketing no, automation, um, it, it you know the you know so 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 when you have a project team mm -hmm. set up there you know there who 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 is responsible who's responsible on 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 the so in our case you know on the customer side for um, what's involved again I, I I mean user acceptance testing is you're you're trying to find you're you're hitting on 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 the main elements of of what's happening does this do what it was supposed to do you know a, you know piloting is where you go to the full end user with a group where it it's designed to find things that are that are that are broken um yeah i mean if everyone's 
quote unquote U eighteen, then mm -hmm. then then we just call that using. The 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 question behind the question is we we actually we get that frequently. Is it is it the main point of contact who should do the UAT? Is it should we you know let a sales rep loose doing it? Should we have a sales manager do it? And that's on the sales side. I get similar questions on service as well. So 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 I think it's situational and and again I think that you know if you build a new stadium you go through a process of 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 building the plumbing mm -hmm. and then you test the plumbing to see okay when we flush the toilet does it work right when we turn on the sink does the water come on and you go through each sink and you go through each toilet and you do right. that that like that's akin to user acceptance testing but then you know 2 days before opening day you have a group of people who come in and you flush all the toilets and turn all the sink, you know, all the knobs on all at the same time, because right. when, when multiple, I mean, so, so user acceptance testing is, is defined scenario testing. Um, again, you should be meeting the use cases. Now, now it gets out of, you know, there's, you're, you're, you're going to a non, like one, one of the things for, for us that happens with, with users, you know, like we know what you're supposed to do. Right. And, and so sometimes something is missing that we won't notice is missing because we know what to do. Um, or, right. or, you know, in user acceptance testing, I'm like, oh, well, this, you know, I got confused here. I had to think, right. I had to find, oh, we can, oh, we'll move this here. Oh, you know, sure. that, right. That, that's really what user, you know, is, is this working the way we intended it to work? It, it, it's it's really not, you know, so so it's not a full try to break it. And again, the, right. you know, the danger is I can break. I mean, trust me, I can break just about anything. You I'm, I'm I'm well aware. You know, so so who should? I I think that you know the the reality is that should be determined. And here's a process improvement. Everybody, you're hearing a process improvement live. Um, <laughs> the you the you know who's going to do the the UAT should be defined at the point that you're probably building that's when you should have defined who's who's doing uat okay. and, and i'm you you could probably have you know level one uat which is mm -hmm. you know which is a high level person who's fully involved um you might go to somebody who's more um it's like if you think about you know a, you know we're working with a company it is heavily involved yep. you know they they own the project like i might have first uat by by First UAT by IT, second UAT by the the sales lead for the build, right? Service lead for the build, and then maybe have a third UAT with one or two actual end users. But those end users need to be briefed on 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 what they're supposed to be doing. Um, again, I don't think that UAT is a is a blind element. If I come in and I just you know, what one of the elements of a UAT is you should be clear on what is you know, what are you testing? What are the tests? Yeah. Right. So, so we want to, you know, we're, we're supposed to be able to create a contact, turn that contact into an opportunity, have it automatically associate to the company so that we can send an email. And then when this happens, a deal gets created. That's use case already. Let's, right. Right. So, so in my perspective is the vast, vast majority of UATs should pass because in in what we're doing to build, I mean, there there is a little bit of your building for the test. Sure. 
Sure. But, but that also gets to what agile is all about. Agile mm -hmm. is about we're building for, for use. We're not, yeah. we're not building for something else. And so, you know, what are the things that we're looking at? What are the key failure points? Um, remember you're, you're, you're getting to launch, you're getting to, to whatever your level of complete is. If you don't have a defined level of what you're testing, then you're not going to be able to, to, uh, to tell the difference between an enhancement and a fix. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, every project has to have an end. That's why waterfalls blow up, right? Why, why is agile powerful when it's done right? Well, because, because the project's over at the end of the sprint. Yep. Right. And, and, and it's built so that the iteration happens next. Right. And, and so, yep. You know, you know, you're, you're building to a release date. That's what agile, I mean, that's why agile came because you had to have a release it. Hey, our user conference is set up. We've got 15,000 people coming to the user conference. We have to launch at the user conference. Um, but by the way, in case you haven't noticed it, there's, there's been some scope creep in agile because increasingly user conferences are well coming soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, you know, but, but, but again, anyways, that, that, that's the danger. Again, that's where you fall into, you know, UAT done improperly. You fall into, um, the infinite project. The other thing too is remember if actually D Darmesh Shaw had a great tweet or LinkedIn post. I can't remember which one, maybe it was both. And he said, um, there's nothing wrong with building software that has a strong opinion. As a matter of fact, that's the whole point, isn't it? Right. So, so, you know, the business process, our prime directive, the business mm -hmm. process must drive the technology. The technology should never dictate the business process. And so, you know, in defining the user stories and defining the use cases and defining the scenarios, you're also defining the trade-offs. The whole point of the system design is you're making choices, right? So if you UAT or QAT, if you test outside of those choices, then yeah, I'm going to, you know, we've made the decision that we would rather as a matter of fact, today, I, I, you know, we were going over design and I said, look, what, you know, exit criteria are important. We want to mm -hmm. ensure that we've got good, clean data. Um, we want to make sure things are kept up to date. We, and, it, and so, you know, we made the recommendation that um, deal stage should not be editable. Deals move based on criteria that are yep. automated. That's how deals move. Yeah. Um, now, is someone going to say, Hey, here's an exception. Yeah, there's an exception. Yeah. But, and by the way, there's a group of people that do have edit access. So, so those people, you know, so if there's an exception, then, then that can be moved. Yeah. Right? Um, it, it, is there, you know, what, would I like it so that it can be moved if there's an exception, but not moved if there's not an exception, but the person who's doing it, right. I would love for that to happen. Right. right? I would love to have all of it. But the question is, where do we want the friction? Right. right. Do we do we want the friction in what happens eighty to ninety eight percent of the time, or do we want the friction to where it happens two percent of the time? Which, oh by the way, one of the reasons that we want the friction is if the exit criteria are important, and if they're not important, they should not be exit criteria. Right. Right. Um, but if the exit criteria are important, then there should not be a lot of exceptions, and 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 sometimes the reason that 
I'm a rep that I ask for an exception is I feel like, hey, this thing's really good. It's really strong. Um, they seem really interested. I want to make a proposal. Um, but we haven't, um, I don't know, had, had the conversation with the financial stakeholder. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and you yep. know what, sometimes you're not going to be able to get that person. But if, if I can just quote unquote, make an exception with no friction, then it's very possible that I'm, because I want to move it forward, I'm going to build the case that, that, you know, the juice isn't worth the squeeze and you're going to, you're going to have that, you know, and the whole reason that we said it was important. Right. And, and so you actually want friction there because, right. you know, we're, we're, we're trying to influence behavior, et cetera. Um, so if, if you're testing not in alignment with the choices that are being made, then, then you're back to building a Frankenstein system. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I why agree. 70, 80% of implementations fail. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about components, but I think you hit on most of them. So, so we want to have clear use cases and scenarios outlined that we're testing against. We want to have a, a clear brief. And I would even say checklist of items of what's being tested. That should include, go ahead. So, so I think there's probably, I think we need to talk about two types of, of UATs. Okay. Um, so I think there's, for lack of a better word, a feature UAT mm -hmm. and a use UAT. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yep. And so a feature UAT should absolutely have a checklist. All righty. So we, we've just built the uh, telephony integration. Yep. What? Okay, so we want to we want to test what's the call quality. We want to test what's the logging. We want to test right. Mm -hmm. Ching 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 ching. You know, do, does the feature work as the feature is supposed to work? Yep. Um, deal, um, deal profile. We want to mm -hmm. hit. Yep. Okay. Do I have what I'm supposed to have? Mm -hmm. right. Yep. Um, and 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 by the way, you know, if you if you watch pilots in a cockpit. They go through a checklist. Yep. But they don't go. Th they don't go through a checklist individually. No. They go through a checklist together. Right. Right. Check yes, yes. Check yes, yes. Right. So yeah. we, right. So so in essence, the QAT should be doing the UAT, and mm -hmm. then the user does the UAT. Right. right? And yeah. and and again, because it's it, it it is two different viewpoints. So you you said that you think you should have a checklist for the 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 feature build, but but do you not think that you should for the usage? So yeah, you're probably going to have a checklist. Uh, again, to me, it's it's the use case, it, it it it's the scenario. So you should probably, um, you know, uh, actually, what I what I I got to think about this. Um, I think that that on the back end, you probably want to have a checklist, mm -hmm. but that's as much the checklist for what you're building. So here's the use yeah. case, right? So, it, so you stop and you go, okay, it needs to have this function, this function, this function, this function. Um, I think when the user tests it, if you give them a checklist, the problem is they're not using it. They're checking it. And, and so if, so I would, I, I, I'm falling in the, in, in the camp of, Okay, here's use case one, test it. Here's use case two, test it. Because that's where, I mean, the, the point of the user testing is does this work how they work it? Because mm -hmm. some of what you're gonna learn 
and again, especially in the types of things we're talking about, CRM implementation, marketing right. automation, platform implementation, you might find the issue is a um, configuration design setup issue. You might find it's a training issue. You might find it's a choice issue. Yeah. Right. Um, because what, like one of the choices that you're going to make is how much do you show on the, you know, in, in, in your primary um, screen real estate. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I see people continuously make the, the mistake of too little or too much. Right. Because they haven't defined what is just right. They haven't defined what, what, what the scenarios are. And, and what it does then is it opens up, well, what this person's needs and what this person needs are, are different. Oh, okay. I get it. Um, and, and, and here's where, well, we want to keep it simple. Right, we want to keep it simple, Jess. All we need all, all is we, all we need is <laughs> all we need is. That's four words, right? All we need is right. The four the four words of project death. Yeah. Four words of technology death. All we need is. Um and and so what they do, uh, I you know, I see this in Salesforce instances, Zoho's, HubSpots. Um to map out and configure, okay, well, this type of person needs to look at this. This type of person in this scenario needs to look at, at this. Right. Um, to, you know, to, to, to build the conditionality and, and you know what, 5% of the time we need to look at, at something else. And, and I, by the way, I get, if you go into, I mean, the, the, the feature that I like the absolute least as a, as a user, as opposed to mm -hmm. an ops person mm -hmm. is HubSpot's view all properties. Oh the yeah. Time, the only time view all properties has any real benefit in my opinion is when i'm diagnosing something because i want to see i need to be able to see everything so again as a revops person i love it and and also as so on the flip side of that as a revops person i hate that everybody can access it because it wreaks havoc with users frequently well um, and i would i would say that as a revops person you love it but as a user you hate it so when you're well, using as a user, the tool I hate it too. <laughs> and you have to and when you find yourself that you have to go there yeah it, right um and so that's where we use hubspot's playbooks feature right right is yeah. is we create those contextual elements so i can get access to that when i need it without having to 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 go into no man's land and you know with a machete to cut through the but but again you know, I, if I give it to somebody and they say, um, well, it doesn't have this information. Yeah. Right. What, what that's actually testing is, okay, we made this choice. Right. That this is what mattered. Right. And, and so, you know, it opens up a question to be answered. Right. And there's a right. bunch of different ways to handle that. So, so circling back to what the question actually was, so no, I don't think when you go to UAT on the, on the, um, use testing. Mm -hmm. I don't think you have a checklist. I think you have a clear use case. So even if you've got somebody who's testing and we run into this frequently where they're, where they're not familiar with the technology or CRM at all, like you still wouldn't, you still wouldn't give them a tech, a checklist. Like how do you, how do you kind of direct them on what the things are they're supposed to be doing if you don't give them a checklist? Well, you, you have to provide some, you can't do user acceptance testing if you don't understand. Right. So, 
so I, I, I get that. <laughs> so the way, the way we've handled it is with a video and, and like walking through how to walking through the use case. So we do a system. Like, we do, we, we do a system walk. We do a system walkthrough, which is a video. Yep. Well, we, I mean, we could, but we, we do system walkthrough sometimes live. You know, the, the, the delivery well, method yeah. to me is secondary. Okay. Right? Okay. But wouldn't you also do a checklist to kind of help help enable that? Or or do you not think that providing a checklist along with a system review kind of helps provide that that I guess, direction? I guess I need to know what what the checklist is. So it would be like create contacts, create or create company. Um, you you hit on some of them really create uh, advanced advanced lead confirm deal gets auto created and, and then what would the use case be <laughs> um well i bounced around on a couple of things there so the the use case would be new new account i'm working okay doing doing the initial outreach so so a new account i've become aware of a new account i'm reaching out i advance that to to create a sales opportunity. So I would have a checklist of, of creating the account, placing the phone call, sending an email for initial outreach, advancing the lead. Okay, so so I think what you're saying is laying out the actions. Yeah, yes, that is what I'm saying. Yeah, I could see that. I, 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 I don't think it's mandatory. I think that, that it's contextual to, um, who are you using? So, so, so let's say that we've done an enhancement on something, mm -hmm. right? So someone's been using the system. They know how to do it. They've got, they've oh, got okay. Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Right? If yep. I'm, if I'm launching a feature, I'm, I'm going to have a checklist. This is what we're checking. Right. Cause these are the specs of the feature. Sure. Um, cause, cause again, the thing is, if I tell you what to do. Oh, it's a then, it's fine line. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not learning. Um, I do think that there needs to be some training. I, I think that, I think that so much tech training, and and by the way, I love the people at my company, Jess. I love the people here at Imagine. I just want you to know that. Um, and 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 I and I think we do stuff as just about as well as anybody when it comes to implementation, and most of it better. The part of, um, the part of, what we do right now that I hate the most, I hate how we train. Sorry, Sammy. I love you. I respect you. I think you're doing a great job. This is not at all. Um, I too much training. Mm -hmm. By the way, the reason that 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 Sammy is training the way she's training is is partially because of some of what I'm going to talk about. Right? We're not she's, we're not in a position to be able to do other things. Right. But you know, Jess, I believe that an employee manual. Oh boy! Should only have <laughs> two items in it. I, I'm. You, you and I have, you and I have, Brene, Brene Brown would say, we've rumbled on this several, right, right. several times. And I, and I think the first thing is, the first item, the first policy is be an adult. Be an adult. And the second policy is don't be a dick. Yep. That, okay. that is in our, that is in our employee manual along with other things. But I think if those two were taken seriously, you wouldn't need anything else. That's my take. I understand um, that's your take. I'm not, this, this is not actually about our employee manual. <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> um, so, so much time is spent training in, in rote training, right? We do not need 
a live person to train you on how to. I, right? I agree. So, so one of the things is I think that training begins before you use the system. I mm-hmm. think training begins before the quote unquote official training. And, and so certainly you're, you know, if I like, like the problem I have with create a contact, create a company, create a, and I get why we need to do it. Right. I get, but mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if, if you're really not qualified to, to user, you know, to UAT this because you know, because there's a lack of proficiency. And by the way, we're not like, if, if we find there's a problem, we don't know that, that, that it's a training problem. Right. If you haven't been trained on it yet. Right. Yep. And and, and so like, if you have no technical proficiency, if you have never used a CRM, you should not be the person UATing a new CRM implementation. Right. Sorry. That's, you know, you know, before UATing, there, there, there needs to be some training yeah. so that there's an understanding. Because, like, and by the way, in fairness, if I've not used a, a multi-object system, or even if I have, if I'm using Salesforce because the way Salesforce <laughs> lays out multiple objects yeah. um, is, is distinctly different than how HubSpot lays it out. And, and I, yeah. I, you know, I actually like HubSpot's layout better because it creates greater clarity and I can get into performance items. I think you actually perform better with it. Now, right. I think that I think, you know, especially in the beginning, you know, there, there, there isn't, it's, it's one of the places where, where Salesforce is easier, but, but all of a sudden I think I've updated something somewhere and I haven't in Salesforce because sure. I really wasn't in the right. I, I thought I was, you know, I put it in the contact record. No, no, you didn't. You, right. Right. Um, so, so, uh, you know, kind of as, as, you know, if I've never done those things, then there needs to be a familiarization element and how it's going to work. And, and, and that's where, I mean, it's also why I'm a believer in, in two system walkthroughs. So it's like my fundamental problem with the vast majority of tech training that I see is it's training by demo. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, and it's, and it's a hard play. It's a hard thing not to fall into, right? Cause that's. It, and, 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 and I've seen good training. That's really good user demoing. Yeah. Right. But. That's my um, training. I'm kidding. Um, the so like where 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 we should be together and live and have and have somebody who has expertise who's the trainer mm-hmm. should be facilitating conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and talking about you know okay now let's talk about you know the the swoosh at the end that that you know brings us all home. Here, let's show you some some of the keys and 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 the secrets and and how and so we're actually using the system rather than watching the system. And, and so, like, I think a system one walkthrough should be, you know, a highly configured demo, not fully built of here's your instance so that you can understand how it's supposed to work that kicks off the first phase of training. Mm-hmm. System walkthrough two is, okay, this is, you know, we're, system walkthrough two should be the beginning of UAT, which is, okay, we're going to take you through our UAT. Okay. Right? Right. I mean, that's in essence what we're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and so that should create the familiarization. Okay. Now you go, because by the way, we would find, um, and, and you know, if we were implementing this for us, mm-hmm. you're going to get mad at me in a second, but don't walk away. Um, if, if we were 
if we were implementing this for us and we were to implement a UAT, mm -hmm. one of our solves to, to, to enable associations, mm -hmm. right, we would have gone through and, and one of, one of the people highly qualified to UAT would have the UAT would have failed. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? So, so thinking about this, I, I realized that, that we should, we should um, move the, the action button, right? Because mm -hmm. we have it at the bottom of. Yep. And, and, and if we really wanted to make it happen, you know what we could do? What's that? So, so we have an automation so that if, if you have, so like, like we have, so, so in our project management element, everybody, we have um, a project, we have a, a, the components of the project, or program, it could be a project or program, we have the components yep. of it, and then we have the individual elements of it. Right. right? And, and, and to have everything work, we wanna have the associations correct also to the company so that we can you know, have a clear picture of what's going on. And so one of the things that we, you know, what we saw is when I was creating an action that would often get created and it wouldn't be associated properly, because yeah. by the way, doing that manually was a pain in the ass. And so what we did is, we actually pulled from what we've been doing on the sales side for a long time. And we said, wait a second, I shouldn't have to um, make the component manually. I should be able right. to just click something and it makes the component, right? Um, and now it automatically builds in the association. And so what if in the, in the um, record creation, mm -hmm. we had a property at the top that said, confirm confirm the right object i don't know what the right term is mm -hmm. right now by the way if if the record were created through automation which we all agree is how we want it to be created right right we you you wouldn't need to worry about it right 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 and if yeah. i'm going to create a record let, let's say i'm going to create a record that mm -hmm. doesn't need to be associated for some reason it's as simple as just, yep, yes, yep. and you go through, right? Right. And, and again, where would most people put it? They'd put it at the bottom. Well, you might UAT that. Right. Because that's where we would naturally put it. Name of the um, of, of the initiative, this, this, who needs sure. to do it, who's assigned to this, this. Yep. Oh, yeah, we should do a confirmation, right? So yep. someone UATs that. And by the way, yeah. this is where the person designing it goes through QA. Yep, everything works. This is yeah, because we, we know where the field is, so we go. Right. Yeah, we go to it. Well, but we are, but we also know that we're testing because we built it. Right. We know that we're, so yeah. then the user comes in and goes, you know what I found frustrating yeah. is I wanted to create something and I had filled everything in. And then at the bottom, I realized, shit, I'm not supposed to do this here. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so that was frustrating or, you know what, by that point I went ahead and put yes, because I was already there, I had to get on to the next thing, right? right. So that would have come out in UAT. I mean, go, okay, that's that's sure. failing UAT. Right. Now, now again, remember, if we give you this checklist, you're you won't yeah. do that. So right. so now you so now you see that happen, and then I go, Oh, you know what we should do? That should be the first property. Right. Because now I go and create a record and I go, Oh shit. Boom. I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so that's an example of how usage UAT should be. Yep. What do you think of that, Jessica? I think, I think it's a good point, Douglas. That was some good shit, wasn't it? 
was good. That's was good. good. Was good. Um, the Bitch. the other thing, yeah. <laughs> Marissa Tomei in my ear always throws me off. Uh, so the other thing I want to kind of highlight that you, that you touched on that I think is key to accept, like a successful UATQAT is making sure you include in that brief what complete is. Because I think there's this want, we're going to, we're going to UAT and the system's going to be perfect. And that's not really the goal here. The goal is to get it through whatever you outlined as complete, like you said, the, the, the target date, because then, then you're in a never ending project mode. So there is this tendency we get into UAT, we go through like 20 iterations. We're now making adjustments. We're not making, but we're not doing bug fixes and it it just goes on forever and ever, amen. Because we're trying to make the the system perfect, right? That that is um, so. So here's an example, okay? Mm -hmm. In 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 building the system initially, you 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 lay things out. This gets done, and you notice that everything's not associating, or 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 the association's a pain, right? Okay, um, but. But that wasn't spec'd. Right. Right. Yeah. Then yeah. then that is an iteration that goes, okay, when we're done with this launch, when we're done with this complete, that's that's an enhancement. Yeah. Okay. So so there's an example of yep, great observation. If we didn't have stuff to improve going next, when then we knew we did something wrong. As opposed to, I did this, it was really frustrating. And what we're talking about is moving a property from the bottom of right. the create to the top, right? I, I, that's not technically a bug fix. Right, but it's- But it's such a small tweak that right. it, doesn't, it doesn't change anything, right? Yeah. Whereas I did the automation and it's missing this connection. Then we go in and we go, okay, wait, why is that happening? Right. Oh, I realize that's because of this over here. That's fixing a bug because it's not, it's not hitting its spec, right? So, so like, we could, uh, you know, we could make this even more streamlined. That's an enhancement. That's a feature request. We could, yes, right. Or, or hey, you know, it would be great if someone had this, but then they didn't have access to that. Okay, well, to do that, we have to plot it out, figure out. So, yeah, let's put that on as a as an item for consideration, we'll prioritize that. Cause that's the other thing too. When you, when you get into this type of testing, you just noticed improvements. Yeah. I can prove this. I can prove this. I can prove this. I can prove right. this. There's no prioritization scheme. So everything has equal priority. Exactly. Fact, what happens here is urgency becomes the, the, the driver of, and, and you start running around in circles and well, get further and further away from where you want to be. Well, and I would also argue that loudest voice is going to win in that scenario as well. So whoever, whoever's the squeakiest wheel, whoever is the most annoying for lack of a better descriptor, that that's always gonna be kind of what you jump on and, and fix. Um, all right, so last last thing I wanted to kind of get your take on. So you, you hit on two system walkthroughs, system one, system two, but when we're thinking about UAT, how many iterations, and, and I realize this is likely situational, so, so it, it could change, but as a rule, how many iterations would you do through through UAT? Would you do just one UAT? Get I don't understand fixes? the question. So, like, we have a user go in and do UAT. We get feedback on that. We 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 make those fixes. Would you then have the user go back in, and if you have more feedback, continue to fix, or 
Like, like well, how, think, do you, think, how do you know how much danger... bouncing back and forth? Because that, that is... Go ahead. So I, I, I think the danger is that you can fall into uh, enhancement mode there. So yep. you do UAT. UAT passes or fails. Okay. If it fails, what failed? Okay. Okay. Then, then there should be, uh, you know, an agreement that yes, that is a fail. Mm-hmm. And again, is that a fail that, that, that needs to be stopped and fixed? Is that a fail? Um, right. The electrical wiring isn't down to the basement yet. No, that's not a punch list item. We're not closing on the house until that's there. Right. right? <laughs> um, the last piece of drywall isn't, isn't on the, um, hasn't been painted the same color. Or right. isn't isn't on, you know, in the basement over there. Okay, that's a punch list item. Right. Right. We're not gotcha. gonna not move in. But 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 in in identifying the fail, mm-hmm. you have to define well what failed. Right. All right. What's the fix? Right. You know, it you know, so so if if we define the fix and then we QAT it correctly, then it should go back to like I'm I'm totally down with Yes, I it needs to work for me. Um, now, if if you go in and you just do it some other way completely, then okay, right? So so yeah, I mean, I can't say how many iterations because what I would say is it you it it needs to do it until it passes. Okay, but 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 UAT is not just a blind go in. Like, and that's where we ran into problems in the past. Oh, hey, go it's in 100%. And, yeah. Go in and break problems. it, right? Well, yeah. then we, we start talking about things that weren't even part of the project. Right. right. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, you know, the problem is my ERP, the, the orders aren't fitting into my ERP. Oh, you, you didn't. A month ago, you told us you didn't have an ERP. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. That's a slight exaggeration. Yeah. So, so I, I, like, I can tell you where UAT's get bogged down and, mm-hmm. and where they become disaster zones. Okay. And that is, that is the lack of spec, lack of brief, bad, mm-hmm. bad spec, bad brief. If, if the, if the spec or brief is ambiguous, your UAT is going to be horrible. Your UAT experience is going to be horrible. You know, it, 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 it's a new mantra here, Jess. It, it, people here are going to be sicker of hearing it than the prime directive. By the way, we have people quoting the prime directive. Like people outside of Imagine quoting the Prime Directive. It's very cool. I know. I know. I've, I've noticed. But, but, but brief and build. Yeah, brief and build. Brief yep. and build. Brief and build. The, the, the mistake is we UAT, oh, my... here's a mistake, and then we jump in and we fix it. Yeah, that's my battle. That's in my battle cry as of late. Brief and build. Blue work, brief, build. Yep. There you go. The three Bs. See, and you thought BBB stood for Better Business Bureau. It stands exactly. for Blue Work Brief Build. Exactly. Um, all right, cool. I have a couple of key takeaways. Uh, so UAT, UAT is defined scenario testing. It's not going in and breaking it, which I think is how we used to do it. Um, and, and making sure you've got those use cases and scenarios super clear. And, and I might be okay saying break the scenario. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, here's the exactly. scenario. Find the scenario, where it doesn't work. Well, we used to tell them just go in the system and break it. We didn't, you know, so that that's where, that's where it gets crazy. Um, make sure you, that you define clearly what failed Define the fix. And that's what you're, that's what you're rechecking and retesting. And, and I think being able to delineate between adju- an adjustment and fix, 
Like that's where, that's where you totally get off the rails. Is this, is this a bug fix or is this a full adjustment to what we originally thought out to do? And I think you missed the biggest takeaway. What was that? It's why fixing this is so damn hard, right? When, when, when it, when it's not working the way you want it to, when your mm -hmm. UAT is not working the way you want it to, why it's so damn hard. Cause, cause the number one takeaway mm -hmm. is map the build. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's the build spec, right? Yeah. When, and, and, and so it, the, the problem at UAT is the beginning. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it's, you know, a hundred things have happened. Time has passed. You've dealt with, with a million things. Cause in that, in that map, what, you know, what we call the, you know, the build map mm -hmm. or the build roadmap, um, that's where the choices are articulated. That's where the strategy is strategy, guiding policy, diagnosis of the issue, guiding policy, key actions. So that's where your prioritization schema is. That's where your trade-offs um, are, are, are ideated. So, so what you do in the beginning is you're working really hard to have a top-down implementation. Yep. But as you start working with the tech, and remember, one of the things I talk about is that the superpower of CRM and tech in general is it finds its way into the driver's seat. Yeah. And the reason is you start talking about the tech, the tech is mm -hmm. the most dynamic element of it. Yeah. Right? And so before you know it, where you started looking at it through the lens of the business process, you end up looking at the business process through the lens of the tech, and you don't even realize you're doing that. Um, and, and, and the issue is if you're finding that UAT being bumpy, well, see, you can't actually build a good UAT brief if you don't have that a right. good build map. Yeah. But see, you have a good build map and you're at UAT because you're like, especially as the product, okay, we're almost done here, right? So, so we kind of, right? <laughs> Because that's, how I, that's, way, that's so how I feel, though. I mean, it's right. it's accurate, yeah. And 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 you know what? Sometimes it's the hard conversation. Because guess what? To 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 the people that are hiring people like us, mm -hmm. we'll build whatever the hell you want us to build. Yeah. Right. You, yeah, I know. You just pay for it. Yep. Right. And 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 so if we've paid X, we've allocated the resources here. We defined this. Right. Some, yep. Sometimes there's the hard conversation of yeah, you know what? I understand that you want that. And, 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 and that's why we're really careful about the promises we make up front. That's why, yeah. you know, some people tell us we make it harder for people to buy from us than, than, than we should. And it's because I'm like, look, you know, you know, I, one of the things you're going to love, and, and it's a mistake that we make. I might actually take the SLC out of it. I might just make it or SEL. I might just make it SC because one of the things that happens, especially when you're doing a new launch, mm -hmm. oh, you're going to love it. You're going to be so happy. Well, you know, if you could go back in time and see what you had through the lens of where you are now, that's probably right. true. Yeah. But, but the problem is you become aware of everything wrong with your business processes. You become aware of, of, of the choices. You're not a hundred percent sure if you make like, so by the time you launch, you're so deep in, in the, the complexity that your head wants to explode. There's not a lot. I mean, you, you, every time you get better. Yep. You you learn more of what you don't know. You learn more about what's not yeah. right, and, and so you you're ten times better because you feel worse. Yep, I know. Um, I know that. And 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 so if you don't have that strong brief, well, well, now you're in. You know, now you're arguing customer experience. Yep, hundred percent. And I and think so that's that's, that's where, my biggest takeaway. Yeah, and I think that's a great takeaway. 
think that's a great takeaway. You know what, Jess? I think what you're, the word you were looking for, that's a brilliant takeaway. I, did, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> Not going to say it. <laughs> that's what they're saying about this episode, Jess. Is that what they're saying? Right? Because if you don't have a good build mat, do you know what the outcome is? What? <laughs> on that on note. that note. <laughs> and that's a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. Nothing serious about my takeaway, but I'll always remember that UAT and QAT rhyme, and that you can't have Q without the U. So if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about the UAT slash QAT process or anything else RevOps related, email me at hannah at imaginellc.com or hit us up on Twitter at demandcreator. Until next time, remember, you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.